And after years and years of sitting with couples, the hardest marriages I see are when two individuals are trying to be individuals and still be married because now they're fighting over limited resources. Right. I want my way. Well, I want my way. Well, you're not listening to me. Well, you're not giving me what I want. And that selfishness, that survival brain kicks in and creates a toxic marriage. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, is wanting to do something without your spouse wrong? There it is. Thank you. Okay. Um, here's another question from a Facebook marriage group. Uh, this is the wife writing apparently. So I like doing a lot of physical activities like roller skating, rock climbing, hiking, running. I also sing for a band apparently. My husband isn't really into these things and he makes me feel guilty for doing them. He says we should do everything, all caps, everything together. If we aren't doing it together, we shouldn't do it. I feel it's important for us to still be individuals and have our own interests. Am I wrong? So far, it's been posted for 11 minutes and there's 13 comments already. So this is going to get a little bit of people going. Yeah, I think so. What do you think? Should husbands and wives do everything together? Okay, well, this is kind of a fun one for me because <laughs> I want... No I, I, no, I don't think they should do everything together. However, I yep. will say we do pretty much everything together yeah. because we have a lot of interests the same and we just love hanging out together. Yeah, We are actually best friends. Yes. So when we think of doing something, we think of something that we can do together. together. Yes. However, I yes. will say this. Yep. There are a lot of things that you like yep. to do that I don't enjoy you doing. Stand. And there's probably a lot of things that I like to do that you don't enjoy doing. True statement. And so we actually don't always do things together. No. So like you like to go to car shows. I'll go with you sometimes because I just want to be with you. You'll but tolerate the car show. <clears throat> yeah, I guess if that's how you want to put it. <laughs> but I'll, you enjoy being with me. But I enjoy being with you. Yes. But I don't enjoy going to the car show yep. at all. Yeah. There's things that I like to do mm -hmm. that you would probably like to do, but you can't because of your back. Right. So like, uh, like to go out swimming and you yeah. don't like to do that. Well, you don't like to swim anyway, but... I think that your back limits you in what you can do sometimes yeah. too. Going but, for hikes, a lot of physical things that we yeah. would enjoy doing together. We just can't do it. Right. But um, I think you have to have autonomy. You have to be able to be individualized to some degree. To some degree. What yes. degree? I guess I don't think that I should just go off and do whatever I want to whenever I want to because I'm an individual and I can have my own likes and dislikes. Yeah. You, does that make, mm -hmm. I probably need to elaborate on that a little no, bit fine. more, but to the exclusion of you, right? I also don't think that, I, that I shouldn't be able to do something just because you don't like it. Yeah. Let's look at the negative side of that or the opposite side of that question, which is, um, you can't go do something because I, I don't want to go do it. The minute I say that I am now controlling your life, right? And if you say that to me, no, I can't go do something because you don't like it. Now you're trying to control my life. 
that is cancer in any relationship. When you are trying to control the other person or even more specifically, you are telling the other person what they can and can't do. Now you are policing each other and that will lead to resentment, frustration, disappointment. And it's actually what keeps me employed as a marriage counselor. I think really and truly that there's some piece of insecurity there. I guess I would want to know why that was so important to you to for me not to be able to go do something unless we were both doing it. Why you wouldn't want me to go do something? Because I don't like it. I just don't want to enjoy it. So, and, But why would you not want me to be able to enjoy something? Because I don't want you to do it by yourself. We should do everything together. That's not enough of an answer, I guess. <laughs> I actually think you already touched on it because now I'm left alone. Now I'm by myself. Now I feel left out. I feel excluded. I'm missing out. And again, whether it's an insecurity, I've actually sat with a lot of uh, men who are insecure because they're afraid their wife's going to bond or connect with um, another human being and they are right. going to be forgotten or left out in some way. I don't know if that's happening with this guy. Right. We sure. Can't, we can't make that guess. No. But the question is, should you do everything together? The answer is just commonsensically, no, you can't do everything together. The deeper question in this, in my opinion, comes back to one of the most important things of the secure marriage framework, which is shared values, oneness. When two people have such very different um, uh, hobbies, uh, things they enjoy, um, values, and then they try to travel together, uh, you you can't travel together. It's like you and me getting in a car from Portland here and going, we want to take a road trip together. And you're going, yes, Canadian Rockies, here we come. And I'm going, I want to go to San Diego. Actually, it's going to be the other way around. I was going to say, you tell this story. You use this example all the time and you always send me to Canada. I'm like, I want to go to Canada. There you go. And you want to go to the sun. You want to head to Southern California. We cannot travel together. No. And it's best in a relationship if you can clarify if you have differing values in life because right. now every every decision becomes conflict, becomes some sort of debate of, well, where are we going this time? Well, I want to go here. Well, I want to go there. Right. Those, those differing values are the deal breakers in relationships. Again, after doing counseling for 17 years with, with hundreds of couples, um, these are the deal breakers. These are why couples stop being married is because they actually can't travel together. And there's five main areas around that. Before you get to those five, can I ask you yeah. this question then? So if if a couple finds out, okay, our values are different, and you're talking about how those are deal breakers, is there a way for them to talk about, okay, so we know that our values are different. How are we going to approach those and how are we going to handle those when we come up to those points where they are, yep. where it, where we don't see the same way on it? Yeah. That's an easy answer. That's a really, really easy answer. Now you get to out-sacrifice each other. Because if we're in the car together and you saying you want to go to San Diego and I want to go to Canada, I go, today, I will give up what I want. And now I want to provide the opportunity and the experience for my right. wife to go do what she wants to do. So there is hope for people who yes. have those values that they didn't realize when they got married, yes. that they have those differing values that, that are Canada or San Diego, but, but they can talk about it and they can work through it. And yeah. But both have to have that mindset of, of, 
of that mutual sacrificial. selflessness. That yes. was a phrase you came up with. Mutual selflessness. selflessness. Yeah. Because if only one person is, a, is sacrificing and the other person is taking, 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 that can become really codependent. That can sure. become abusive. That can become nasty. But if both people go, okay, we got we got married and we didn't realize we were so different. How can I make your life better? What can we do right. to provide opportunities to do the things that you love and I don't like doing them? So, for instance, you fell in love with cruising on our 25th anniversary. That was two years ago. Right. Since then, you've actually been on another cruise with our daughter. I just couldn't go. And it's like, I know my wife loves doing that. I enjoyed it too, but not as much as you love <laughs> cruising. You were a little sad though. I was bummed I didn't get to go. But it's like, okay, you get to go do something. I'm going to make it possible for you to do what you want to do. And that brings me joy. Right. Knowing you're in the sun, warming your toes in some sandy beach somewhere, and doing something fun with your daughter. Right. That's a beautiful thing I can do for you. And now... When every January or February, when the car show comes up, you go, my honey's going to go to the car show with his boys yep. and yeah, it's going to be a great day for him. Exactly. And so we are mutually sacrificing for each other. Right. The five deal breakers. Okay. The five, I, I call it the big five, sex, money, parenting, faith, and family. Those are the ones, sex, money, parenting, faith, and family. Those will destroy a marriage if you don't agree on those things. If you want to add a few more in there, again, those aren't the only values. You can have fun. That's what this question falls under. You can have um, a job occupation. You friends. can have friends. So there's other value pieces in there, but the big five are usually the ones that uh, people lose relationship over. Um, and this question falls into that category of we have differing values. values. So what would I suggest to this couple? That's a great question I hear myself asking myself. Okay, so let me ask you this. <laughs> so let me ask you this question then. What yeah. would you suggest for this couple? Yeah. If they were sitting in my office, I would ask the question to the guy first off going, what are the feelings uh, that show up when she goes and has fun without you? Right. Because that has to be addressed first. And again, that could be a whole variety of stuff. That could be some abandonment issues from childhood. That could be some codependency. That could be poor boundaries. That could be... Or just an, an, a cluelessness yeah. about how to relate to people. Yes. Uh, it could be personality-based. It could be part of the avoidant, uh, the anxious avoidance cycle. Um, there's lots of dynamics, but helping him understand what that is. Um, for her, I would remind her... That in relationships, the slowest person always sets the pace. So if he is having a harder time getting on board with this, uh, I can hear the frustration. I hear the resentment sure. in her voice there and the, yeah. and the disappointment. And it would still, I would encourage her to say, this is still uncomfortable for him. If you push really, really hard to be independent from him, you're actually going to escalate his yes. anxiety and fears and your marriage is going to get worse and worse. Sure. And so it's going to be best to understand his fears and to continue to be patient um, while he has to make some strides to getting to, I would argue, a healthy balance of, I don't like the word um, individual. And I want to tag this really, really yeah. fast. A lot of people go, I want to remain an individual and be married. And I firmly believe that is an impossibility. That is diametrically opposed. Right to what marriage is about because marriage is inherently dying to yourself. It is saying, I now have to make every decision 
thinking about how it affects another human being. That's not an individual mindset. Right. That is a that is a conscious decision to say I now live my life sacrificially for another human being. And the hardest marriages again after years and years of sitting with couples, the hardest marriages I see are when two individuals are trying to be individuals and still be married because now they're fighting over limited resources. Right. I want my way. Well, I want my way. Well, you're not listening to me. Well, you're not giving me what I want. And that selfishness, that survival brain kicks in and creates a toxic marriage. So what is the, what's the word then that I'm looking for? Because when I was talking earlier, I was saying, using the word individual, right? but that's not, that's not what I, what I was after. Right. What is the word that you use then that you not have autonomy? Right. You're not individual, the, the, but the common way that it's all, always been, been described is you can have someone who's dependent. I need you for everything. You can be the far extreme, which is independent. I don't need you for anything. Or you can be that middle ground, which is interdependent. There you go. Which is because we're together, we are better. But right. if but if you drop dead, and again, this might sound cold and callous for some people. If you drop dead, I will survive. I will still be okay. So you're okay within yourself. Yes. And it, it's not a codependent Correct. kind of thing. It's the t-shirt I want to make, which says uh, self-confidence is sexy. Right. When you have two self-confident people, not independent people, not individuals, when you have two self-confident people, now when you have conversations, when you make decisions like this, it is sitting here going, I know exactly what I want. I'm really clear about where I want to go for dinner tonight. I know what I'm hungry for, but I'm not selfish. I'm not going to demand I get my way. What do you want for dinner? What, What do you need? And then you can say, well, I really want this. That's interesting. You want Mexican. I want Italian. How do we make the decision now? Where do we go for dinner? I want to, I want to again, understand where you're at. Right. And I want you to understand where I am at. And normally it comes down to, you know what? It's actually not that big a deal to me. And Mexi- I can do Mexican just fine. Other times it is, I have had Mexican for every meal for the last two weeks. And if I have another burrito, I'm going to die. Right. We can't go there. We have to have something different. And then you get to go, I get to sacrifice for you this time. Or we make two trips. We go pick up Italian (laughs) for me and Mexican for you. Since everything is pick up and take out right now anyway. Exactly. And it works just fine that way. But there's always a way to consider the other person's feelings without demanding. Right. And again, that's kind of the current I hear this woman would love to hear in her husband, where her husband can go, I recognize you want this, you need this, let me grant or give this to you in some way. Her cup would be filled in amazing ways. Without it affecting who he is as a person. Exactly. Because he's not. But she's running the risk of becoming resentful and bitter. Sure. And I would hate to see that happen for her. Again, common, common core issue of every bad marriage, which is this survival brain, this selfishness, this I want to make sure I get what I want so I am happy and safe. That survival brain will kill your marriage if you let it run run rampant and you're not paying attention to it. You can learn how to live selflessly, sacrificially, and still be happy. A lot of people don't even understand how that's possible, but it's absolutely true. And when two people are doing that together, when they're trying to outserve each other, 
Now you have a secure marriage. Yeah. Now you have a beautiful marriage. Yep. And we want as many couples out there who are listening to this to have one of those marriages. Yeah, we do. Because they're awesome. They're great. So if you want to get started on that, if you want to figure out what areas of your marriage you need to work on first, we actually have a free quiz, which will do an assessment uh, for the six parts of the Secure Marriage Framework. You can start that at securemarriage.com and uh, kind of figure out where you're at in, in your own relationship. And then from there, we have some communication courses. And if you want to take a really deep dive, you can just do our online uh, workshop, which takes you through all of those six parts and much deeplier. 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 That's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for listening to this one today. We'll uh, see you next time. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>